This is the message from Connection Community Church for Thanksgiving Eve 2017, November 22nd. Gratitude given by Disciple Member Murray Drummond. Wow. I'm impressed that you came to see me. <laughs> Woo. If you knew about that anyway. Um, several weeks ago, I got a call from Carrie and Allen, literally both of them, because they were on speakerphone together. Um, and they asked me to do this message tonight. We had some small talk for a few minutes, and um, I told them I'd pray about it and get back to them in a couple days. <clears throat> well, I woke up two days later, about 4 o'clock in the morning, with all these great ideas for this message going through my head. I figured that was God telling me that I'm supposed to put this together for tonight. No problem. Thank you, Lord, for the confirmation and the basis for this message. So I just goes about my morning routines just a little bit earlier that morning, which really isn't nothing too far out of the ordinary for me, till I think Carrie and Allen may be up and about, and then I just shoot them both a text and said I'd do it. The things that God gave me for this message that morning were really quite confirming and inspiring. But there were two things about them. Number one, I didn't write my thoughts down. And number two, because of that, they're not in this message. <laughs> Go figure, I got CRS. Can't remember stuff, you know. The only thing I remember about that was that it was special. It was a touch from God. Pretty cool stuff. Well, my name is Murray Drummond, and the one thing I do remember is that I am a sinner, and I'm saved by the grace of God. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, I just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to bring your word tonight. I'm just a lowly sinner in need of a Savior every day. And Lord, just cleanse my heart and cleanse my mind right now that uh, the words that I bring tonight are truly your words that your spirit would be felt throughout this room tonight. Cast any fears, cast any shame, cast any doubts out of everyone in this room. Lord, that they may know that the words spoken tonight would be your words. Use me as your humble servant tonight, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise or persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. I want you to know that this, this scripture describes me to a T tonight. I've got a few butterflies in my belly, and I certainly don't have any inkling that I'm anything more than a simple country boy that has been given the opportunity to share my heart with you tonight. To understand why I'm so grateful today, we need to back up several years in time when there was so much turmoil in my life that I wondered, it's a wonder that I'm here where I am today. I grew up with both my grandfathers as farmers, two uncles, one on each side, and I would spend as much time as I could riding fenders of tractors and fooling with cows and 
doing whatever I could on the farm. That's all I've ever wanted to be, a farmer. And someday, God willing, when I grow up, I'm going to be a farmer. <laughs> well, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, my parents divorced, and life just thunk. For a while, I became this person that, I hated, that hated the world, and I didn't care for anything or anybody. Nobody but me. I was number one. By now, I was working for one of my uncles on a dairy farm, and I was working about 60 hours a week, besides going to school, trying to help my dad pay some bills, and trying to survive the second half of my teenage years. I was grateful that I made it through school and graduated. Don't know how, but I did. I didn't have any real friends. Oh, I had my drinking buddies and, you know, all that crowd, but I didn't have anyone I could confide in or call in the middle of the night friends. What a sad and miserable life I was living. I really didn't care if I lived or died, but I was living life on the edge with a slippery slope on both sides. In June of 1978, I started working at the Delaware River and Bay Authority up at the Delaware Mole Bridge. And I met the girl I was going to marry and call my wife, Candy. We married in October of 79 and began life together. Two years into our marriage on December 16, 1981, we had a fire and lost just about everything. Later that night, as I was laying on the floor in a makeshift bed at my uncle's house, God became very real to me. I wasn't angry at God, and at the time, that was a miracle in and of itself. I didn't have a relationship with God. But I simply said to him, okay, God, you've got my attention. Now what? This was the beginning of my walk with Christ. It was to me a lot like Saul's experience on the road to Damascus, where God struck him blind for three days and then had someone come witness to him, and he became a changed man. He even got a new name, Paul. You can read more about that in Acts chapter 9. Well, my Uncle Kenny and Aunt Joe, who are Susan Faulkner's parents, whom I had gotten close to because I worked part-time for him on the farm, well, they put Candy and I up for a couple of months while we got our feet back on the ground. They were witnessing ever so subtly to us, and we started attending church right down the street at Bethesda United Methodist Church. They, um, God was starting to get into our heads, our thoughts, and our actions, and we were changing from the inside out. All this was happening because God was loving us through them. They were loving me when I wasn't lovable, when I was still not a very nice person. And I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about losing all my possessions and having to depend on someone else to have a place to live while being shown a love that I don't ever remember being shown before. This just didn't make sense to me. Oh, and did I mention that in the middle of all this, Candy was having some health issues and required surgery? Is God awesome or what? <laughs> all this had a profound effect on, my, on me. But as I said, Candy and I started attending church right down the street here at Bethesda United Methodist Church. And the pastor there at the time 
Romy Payne, took me under his wing and kind of discipled me, along with another guy named George. Side note, George and I became very good friends. I've been working for him part-time now for about 30 years on a farm. <laughs> I spent nine years under um, Pastor Payne's tutelage, where I grew in, understanding of, in, in my understanding of God as I was letting go of a lot of anger and hatred that was eating me alive for so, so many years. But there was still something missing. There was a pastoral change at the church, and the new pastor in the church just wasn't cutting it for us. So we started attending Cornerstone United Methodist Church up above the canal. And we were driving from below Towns Inn 16 miles to church every week. And we were active in church, so it was two or three times a week. Well, when we walked in the doors up there the first time, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I just turned around and looked at Kenny and said, whoa. And she said, yeah. We knew where we were needed to, we were, we knew we were where we were supposed to be. Over the next few months, and after being a head Christian for almost 10 years, I gave my heart to Christ. And Psalm 25 has taken on a special place in my heart over the years because it speaks to my rebellious years as a young person. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you are good, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them in his ways. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. Yeah. I was sitting in a little chapel with some other guys one night, about 11 o'clock. It was a Saturday night, October 24th, 1992. I sat there, <laughs> I sat there and cried for what seemed like hours, just washing all that hatred and anger and bitterness out of my heart. And I took God's promise of salvation to heart and became a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 I soon, found, soon after found Psalm 51, verses 7 to 12, and that took on a new meaning to me as well. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy, the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Buddy, that night I knew I was forgiven and I knew I was a new creation. In Christ. It had been I had been cleansed and washed, and I felt totally clean. The Holy Spirit became very real to me that night and taught me what it felt like to be filled with God's Spirit. I was joyful for the first time in so long. And I don't mean happy. 
I mean being filled with joy from the inside out. And I chose that night to be as joyful. Would you stop crying? <laughs> and I chose that night to be joyful. <laughs> as joyful as I could be to the best of my ability. People saw a real change in me. I am not now the man I used to be. I've been redeemed, saved by God's grace. Talk about gratitude. The scriptures, Jeremiah 17, 5 to 8. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in a wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's kind of what I was feeling like. Like I was cursed for so long, being in a wasteland, in the desert. Then some folks shared with me about Jesus. I found the stream of living water. God has my feet planted by the stream and is continuing to grow and stretch me in ways that have me kind of going, huh? Well, over the next 10 years, Candy and I grew in our Christian walks together and served the Lord wherever we felt He was leading us. We did lay witness missions where we would go to other churches throughout Delaware, New Jersey, Virginia, and Maryland for a weekend and just share with another group of folks. Um, I did several Appalachian Service Project trips like our youth did this summer down in um, Virginia and West Virginia. Candy and I, along with another couple, even did all the sermons and the preaching at two Methodist churches for 10 months. And all that led up to and was preparing us to the point of stepping out in faith to help start a new church, this church. I've had the honor and the privilege to serve here in many capacities. God used me to do things here that I never thought I would be able to do. And it's only by the grace of God that I've been able to do it. But I know that where He leads me, He will also sustain me. He has provided so many blessings to my family and me over the years that we've been able to be a blessing to others. I love being able to help other people with projects, to provide tools or a place to build floats, or to come over and just hang out around a bonfire. Then there's always the back porch to hang out on. Sometimes I, come, I become complacent and just take life for granted. That's when I need a reality check to take a step back and realize again just how blessed I am. I need to have that feeling, that sense of gratitude in my heart every day. 
Stephanie Griffin shared a devotion here with the praise team a couple weeks ago about changing things up sometimes because we become complacent. She shared that maybe sometimes we need to get out of that same chair where we do our devotions every day. Sit somewhere else and help us draw a little closer to God. Wait, what? Change? Come on. But as I contemplated that over the next couple days, I did just that. I moved to a different room in the house. My dog Dakota didn't think much of that because he, like me, had gotten into a routine that became a rut. He's over it now as long as he gets his lovings in before I get my devotions in. You know, first things first, you know, priorities. But it helped. Change can and does help us get out of that rut that we get stuck in. To put a new spin on things. It's like taking the time to stop and smell the roses, if you will. And for me, I just need to sit on the porch and survey the backyard, see the cows and the barn and what they represent to me. They're not just things to me. They're a blessing from God to be used by me for others, to bless others. Courtney, my daughter, who has this beautiful angelic voice up here singing tonight, um, was house-sitting for us one time when we were away, and it had just rained. And she stood on our back porch and took a picture of the view from there and sent it to me and said, this is what I miss about living here. What an eye-opener for me. That picture put a whole new perspective on what God blessed me with that day. It wasn't anything special, but the Lord touched me with that simple gesture. I don't think she realized how much that meant to me that day. And when I got home, I went and stood on the back porch for a while, just contemplating the blessing that this piece of property is to me. Gratitude. We're called to be a blessing to the hands and feet of Christ every day as we go about our daily routines. Wherever that may be, at home, at work, at church, how about on a ball field sitting in the bleachers? How about extending across the yard or the fence to the person right next door? Ouch, that's not always so easy. How about right here at church by serving others as maybe a greeter in a parking lot or at the door or inside here or by ushering or singing or playing an instrument? You could serve on the tech team or, <laughs> or in the nursery or in the children's ministry in the garage. How about youth group? We're always in need of servers throughout. 2 Corinthians 3.5 says, Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. If you serve with an attitude of gratitude, God will give you what you need to carry out that service, and I promise God will bless you one way or another. That's one thing that's so great about the God we serve, we can't out-bless Him. Here's one for you. How many of you have already thought about tomorrow? Raise your hand. Yeah, most of you. Okay. How many of you have been to the store and bought food to prepare for tomorrow? Yep. And how many of you invited family or friends for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Why do we spend so much time 
thinking about a menu. The time to shop, the time to prepare the house and the kitchen, the time to invite family and friends, the time to cook and prepare that beautiful bird with all the trimmings, and then there's the time to clean up. <laughs> all the dishes to do and all the leftovers to put away. Oh, wait, then there's dessert. <laughs> You've been in service to others doing that. You're being the hands and feet of Christ to your family and friends. Don't you get a feeling of gratitude from that, though? Even with all the work, a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of, bless, of being a blessing to others, all the time and energy and the money is such a blessing. Okay, so tomorrow's not here yet. Come back to tonight. Isn't it the same way with our Christian walk? <clears throat> Prepare for tomorrow, but live in a moment. Be in a moment today. Live for Christ. If you're still alive, he's not done, or you're not done his work yet on earth. He's got something for you to do yet. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. What does Pastor Allen say to his kids? Yesterday's a canceled check. Today is cash. Spend it wisely. I'm not one of his kids, and I remember that. He said it enough. <laughs> But this is where I get tripped up sometimes. You know, the doozy don'ts. You ever heard of those scriptures? From Romans 7, verses 14 to 25. This is one I had to go home and study for a while. For we know the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do sometimes. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my spiritual nature, in my sinful nature, I'm sorry. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot, cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, I do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For, my, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of, law, of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I challenge any one of you to memorize that scripture. <laughs> I've read that so many times just to get the meaning out of it. And it is so true. And if the Apostle Paul struggled with this, then I know there's hope for me. He's the one that wrote this, and he wrote most of the New Testament. My Christian walk is an everyday struggle. I have to take the time every day to be in prayer, to do my devotions, to be around other Christians, to constantly be aware of the sin that wants to creep into my soul and rob me of the joy in my heart. 
Having an attitude of gratitude goes a long way to help keep me on track. A quote from a guy named Dan Whitworth says, Expressing gratitude is a vital behavior. It shows humility and appreciation. Because in, in gratitude, we're saying that we'd be sunk if it were not for those who provide the things we need. People, I need Jesus in my life. And you need Jesus in your life. He has blessed me far beyond anything I could remotely imagine or deserve. Is the road of life an easy road? Absolutely not. We all know it's not. But with God in our lives, it is sure a whole lot more bearable and fun to travel that road with the people he has placed in our lives to travel with. Lean on those who are your friends in times of trouble and hardship. Ask them to pray for you. Pray for them. When they're hurting, create the community of believers God intended for us to be in. In closing, I just want to say that God has allowed me to be a farmer. Maybe not the kind I thought I was going to be, but I am a farmer of people. Jesus told his disciples that they were going to be fishers of men because they were fishermen. I believe God has called me to be a farmer of men. I get to plant some seeds here and there. Sometimes I get to water some seeds. And sometimes, if I'm lucky, I even get to harvest a few that somebody else might have planted or watered. Friends, don't leave here tonight without the joy of the Lord in your heart. If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, talk to me or any number of people in this room. You know, I could point, I'll steer you somebody if I'm tied up, but please talk to us. After we're done here this evening, make sure that you understand what this joy is I'm talking about. It's really nothing more than a simple prayer of admitting that you're a sinner in need of God's saving grace. And we can help you with that. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for open hearts and open minds. Thank you for the attitudes of gratitude the servant hearts here, the ones that aren't afraid to open up and be exposed. Lean on us. Help us to be the farmers that you've called us to be or the fishermen you've called us to be or whatever our profession is, Lord. You've called us to plant, to water, and to harvest the seeds wherever we are planted. Father, be with us tonight as we go and help us to have the attitude of gratitude and the joy in our hearts and souls that you've called us to have. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 379 7, 6, 9.